welcome to Heaping Spoonful, a twice-monthly conversation with restaurateurs, chefs, growers, and others who have helped generate the legends associated with eateries across the Mid-South. The team at Benny Keith is proud to sponsor this adventure with the goal of preserving the stories that have helped cultivate an amazing food scene across the Mid-South. So kick back and enjoy a heaping spoonful. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to Heaping Spoonful. I'm Kelly Bass, and it is my pleasure, after decades of writing about restaurants for Little Rock newspapers and magazines, to be the host of this podcast and just talk about restaurants and the people who make them great. So thanks to Minnie Keith Foods for giving me this opportunity. Our goal on Heaping Spoonful is to cast a spotlight on chefs and restaurateurs from across the Mid-South, and today we are chatting with Susie Powell, owner-operator of Hoots Barbecue in McGee, Arkansas. So welcome to Heaping Spoonful, Susie. Uh, thank you for having me. We're very glad you're here. We're recording this episode in early May 2022. I hope people are listening for centuries beyond that. But I see that last month marked the 10th anniversary of the opening of Hoots in April 2012. So congratulations on that. Thank you for that. It's been a wild 10 years. Boy, it has. And I tell you, the interesting thing that I, and again, I, I admitted before we started recording that I've found out so much about you and about your about your establishment from reading what other people have written. And, you know, celebrating the 10th anniversary of your restaurant is is great, but you've been popular since pretty much the day you opened a door. And uh, that is not the story you might expect from a woman who worked for decades in a dentist's office and whose husband that that worked with her to start the restaurant was a farmer. But that's the situation. Trust me. <laughs> I never thought I'd be in the restaurant business. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. So, again, David and you sold the farm, and you bought an RV, and you traveled and had just a retired life for about three years. And I read that you were potentially in Port Aransas, Texas, which is a pretty cool place. And you all looked at each other, and you said, you know, I've kind of done enough of this. This is a little bit boring. And uh, said, let's go home, and what are we going to do? We're going to open a restaurant. So that's pretty much the way it went down? It was. Yeah. We were sitting on the beach and look at, looked at each other and said, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back and take some risks and work really, really hard. Yeah. Well, you'd always been a good cook. And, and so, like, you know, that really, though, that was your experience, uh, it, knowing good food and being able to prepare good food. But, you know, I've had a lot of folks on this uh, podcast who said, just because you can cook doesn't mean you can run a restaurant. So I'm sure it was a little trepidation from um, from the whole business side of it. Yeah, I mean, it was true. And let me tell you, we had no idea what we were getting into. How much work it was. Yeah. And trust me, I'm not bored anymore. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's just been, I, I can't even explain what it was like the day we opened the door. And how much time was in between the time you all made the decision? And then, of course, I know you came back and you found the location, and then you put a ton of work to get it ready. How how much time passed between the idea and opening the doors? Uh, well, we were on in Port Aransas. We came back two weeks, but we owned the building. Oh, you already owned the building? We owned the building, and we had leased it out to a Mexican restaurant, and it caught on fire. Oh, wow. So we were sitting there, and David said, let's go open a restaurant. And I said, Okay, what kind of restaurant do you want to open? And he said, a barbecue restaurant. And you said? Uh, I can't open a barbecue restaurant. I've never smoked a piece of meat in my life. <laughs> but I guess you found somebody that could teach you how to do it. Now, that location, had you all purchased that to, to do had, something with it or just had, as an investment? No, we had owned it for a while. 
Did you ever operate anything in it, or did uh, you just we rent it to people? Had a subway and a pizza pro it years ago in it. Okay, so so the, the, at least you knew convenience where, store. Right, so at least you knew where you were going because you knew you had that spot. Well, and we were from there. Yeah, but I mean, as far as not having to go procure a, a building because you had the building. Right, and it was so. It's been many things. It's been a gas station. It's been a convenience store. It's been a subway and a pizza place. And well, originally. In the late 40s, it was a sale barn. Oh, okay. Where you brought your cattle to sell. Right. And right. then after that, it was a convenience store, a car dealership. It's just been numerous things. And then what I read is it's it's a pretty big place, and you got a lot of parking. We have a lot of parking. It's The building itself is about 15,000 square feet. Yeah, so you had plenty of room to do what you yes. want. What all? So it had been a restaurant, but it hadn't been a restaurant like your restaurant is now. So did you all... I mean, y'all were on the front end of doing the work and deciding what needed all need to be done. I'm sure you got people to help you with it, but so did it take a complete overhaul from what it was to what it became? Actually, David and I remodeled that building by ourselves. Wow. It took us 18 months. Okay, and that was just buying the materials and doing the work. Correct. Wow, and knowing what you wanted to do. Um, you know, so as you know, and you know a lot better now than you did 10 years ago, that restaurants, particularly Big restaurants with broad menus can be all-consuming. So I'm sure David and you had no choice but to jump in with both feet. First off, you spent 18 months getting it ready to go. But when you got started, it was you in the kitchen and primarily, and David was the front of the house guy, right? Was the greeting people and saying hey. and Correct. I ran the staff, the kitchen, right. did the food order. I, I dealt with everything, but he was the greeter. And, um, of course, again, y'all are from there, so I'm sure he knew most of the people who were coming in. He'd been in that community for a long time. Correct, but there is numerous people that come in that we have no idea who they are. Travelers. Right, and particularly as you've developed your reputation over the years. So did you all, I mean, again, you decided, or he decided, and you agreed that barbecue would be one of the focus points. You learned how to smoke meat, clearly. You got a smoker, and you, you learned your craft. Then did you all develop the, the rest of the menu yourself? And was it as big then as it is now? No. When okay. we opened, it was a one-page menu. Oh, wow. Now it's okay. four. Yeah. And everything on the menu is things that we like or when we traveled. Right. That we just kind of picked up ideas here and there because we were traveling, you know, for three years. And um, it just it just kind of happened, basically. And you just added things as you went mm-hmm. along. Um, and so... Things were going well. <clears throat> People were loving your food. So you opened in April of 2012, and then just a little after three years later, David died unexpectedly of a heart attack. And all of a sudden, it was you and not you and him. Um, I'm sure, obviously, the sadness and the shock of losing your husband is terrible, even if you weren't business partners in such a big old, hairy, multifaceted, time-consuming business. Did you ever have any thoughts like, you know, I just don't know if I'm up for this, or, or was that not really an option? It wasn't an option. I had people, you know, employees that depended on their paycheck. Yeah. I mean, I easily could have got over in the corner and cried myself to death, but that's not my personality. Right. And so, and, and again, you had a lot of good people who knew how to help you run it, but there was a big void there. And so um, it sounds like one of the turning points was, you know, you were like, well, hey, we're going to keep doing this, but I could use a little help. And uh, and it, and I saw that you brought brought Brian Hargis on as your executive chef. Tell us about Brian, who he is, what he's done before, and how did you how did you find him? Uh, well, Brian is a local. Guy. Oh, okay. So he's a guy you know. They, they were. Um, he ran the country club there, McGee, for years. Mm. 
And, and dining's then, a big part of that. <laughs> it is. And then he moved to um, Stuttgart. Okay. And he ran a Five Oaks oh, Duck Club. One of the premier duck clubs right. in the country, probably. And he and his wife wanted to move back to McGee. Mm-hmm. And so I heard that, and I reached out to him. And um, it, was a, it was a great hire. Yeah. But, you know, along with Brian, I couldn't do anything that I do without my staff. Right. You know, I have 45... 48 staff members. That's a lot. Yeah. And, and yeah, well, you're running a big place. Yeah. And did the menu change much after Brian got there? Did it, you it, it did not. Okay. Uh, it's pretty much stay the same. We do specials occasionally, mm-hmm. and that's what he's really good at. Yeah, just figuring out some cool stuff to do. Yeah. Well, like you say, your menu was, once was one page, and now it's four, and it's it's really great. We're going to get into a lot more of uh, details about what, what all you serve because um, I know some of those are what bring people from far away. So Hoots is a great name. Um, tell our listeners how that came to be. Well, David and I wanted a name that fit our personality right. and fit our community. So our school mascot is an owl. Oh, that's right, the McGee and Owls. A, and an owl hoots. <laughs> yeah. And he and I had a hoot no matter what we were doing, so <laughs> right. it fit our personality for having a good time. Oh, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. Well, listen, everybody, thanks for uh, tuning in to Heaping Spoonful. We're going to take a short break. Uh, we'll be back with our guest, Susie Powell of Hoots Barbecue in McGee, Arkansas. So hang on. We'll be right back. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Heaping Spoonful. We at Benny Keith Foods enjoy talking about the food scene almost as much as we enjoy providing the top quality ingredients that help restaurateurs and chefs across the Mid-South create their magic. Now let's dive even deeper into the culinary world with your host, Kelly Bass. All right, everybody, welcome back to Heaping Spoonful and our visit with Susie Powell of Hoots. Uh, A thriving restaurant in a heavily trafficked location can really become, particularly around a small town, a cornerstone of of a community like McGee. Is it safe to say that y'all are kind of a a focal point and a gathering place uh, for a lot of folks that are from that area? Uh, we are, uh, along with travelers, when they're going to the beach, they plan their lunch or dinner breaks at True, because they're heading right down they're that heading way. They're heading down that way. Yeah, so do do talk about that, because again, I'm sure as your reputation grew and as you develop more fans close by, people hear about it, they read about it like I did, they see all that you have on the menu, which again, hang on and uh, don't drill too much before we get to that. But you draw from a pretty good, besides just the passers-through, there's people who get in their car to come to Hoots and eat and then go home. That is correct. We have people that drive over from Mississippi, up from uh, Louisiana. Right. From Stuttgart, Gillette, Star City, Warren, even Little Rock. Sure, sure. Because, again, you're in the southeast corner of the state, right. for those of us, those who don't know. And you are on the main drag headed. If you're going to Florida and you're leaving from somewhere, well, definitely from Little Rock, you're driving through McGee. Right. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, so, and again, the, the name of your restaurant, and I saw, again, a picture of you in front of the sign, and it says Hoots Barbecue, but, you know, BBQ, but there's also the words above that, kind of in a semicircle, bakery, bar, and grill. So let's take those one at a time. Tell us the role that bakery plays at Hoots. What, what are we baking? Well, we're baking uh, homemade p- cakes, Pies on occasion. We make Italian cream, uh, German chocolate, carrot, strawberry. We make cheesecakes, mm. banana pudding, lemon ice box pie are our standards. 
Yeah, and I've I've seen many of brag about all of those, but banana pudding seems to be a, a real yeah, strong player for you. It is a strong player. And if I also read correctly, those were cooked by your mother, my, or, or David's mother. No, I'm, my mother. Your mother, and that's still fairly recently, right? That is correct. She uh, retired, and I have taken over the bakery, okay. which I helped most of the time anyway. But I'm that's, I get up in the morning, make, make all the cakes. Make cakes. God, like you weren't busy enough. Uh, well, that's great because, man, I'm you know a big lover of, of of a good dessert. Sometimes I even order it when I order my main course to make sure I get it. Um, so there's and then bar, which you have a full bar where it looks like you've got a nice selection of beers and wines and spirits. And I guess again, it um, it's something that gives people some nice options to pair with their with their meals and also just to come in and have a cocktail and relax. It does, but we're not really a bar. It's just a adult area for right. You know, to have a drink, but you can drink all over the whole restaurant. But it's just, we do have a very nice selection of bourbons. Mm, very popular. Wines and uh, beer. Yeah, and these days you can get a nice selection of beer. Back in the day, there weren't that many of them at all. And then, of course, grill, which reflects, you know, I see you have eight burgers on your menu. Um, and some really interesting choices there we'll get into. Six steaks. So you have... Um, Four ribeyes, so you got a 12-ounce, a 16-ounce, and a two 22-ouncers. One's boneless and one's bone-in. So tell us about the steaks. When did you add steak? And um, I'm sure that's part of what draws people in, and a well-prepared steak is a big draw. We have had steaks from day one. Oh, okay. We've had that from day one. And, so um, that was even on your one-page menu. That, it was, but <laughs> yeah. we didn't have the, the bone-in steaks. Mm-hmm. And we cut all of our steaks in-house other than the bone-ins. We have those cut for us. Right. Do you get them in any pretty particular place or uh, where do you get your steaks? Uh, we get them. They're Omaha. We get them through Benny Keith. You get them through Benny Keith, yes. yeah, but they're Omaha, yes. Yeah, so they're good quality steaks. Yes. It's interesting. I saw that the bone-in ribeye is significantly more expensive than the boneless one, although they're the same size. Is that just because of the cost of the cut? It is that. And and people, you know, it's just a more premium way to get your steak. The bone gives it... More flavor, the right. more flavor, and people like that. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, and it seems, you know, uh, any restaurant, you can never go wrong with burgers. And you've got eight choices, including one that's got a fried egg. Another one's got pulled pork. Do you sell a lot of burgers? Are they primarily at lunch, or do you sell them all, all we, day, every day? We sell burgers all day. <laughs> that is, you can't go wrong with a burger. And do people get the ones that are a little fancier, or they generally they, stick with a cheeseburger? They get... The fancy burgers. Yeah. The one with the egg, the hoop burger, the mushroom burger. Mm-hmm, the barbecue good. burger is the one that has the pork. Yeah. And then we have one with slaw and an avocado called the Rita. Yeah. And they, the bacon cheeseburger. Oh, man, hard to go yeah. wrong. That's great. And then there's the barbecue, again, where you, where you got started. So you got pulled pork, which is a classic in Arkansas. And I know there's, you know, there's obviously Texas barbecue, which is primarily beef. There's Tennessee. There's North Carolina. I love Arkansas barbecue, and it starts with pulled pork and ribs. But then you also have brisket, sliced and chopped, and smoked chicken. You do those on sandwiches. And then you got ribs. You can get a three-rib uh, plate. You can get a half rack and a full rack with two sides and bread. Is barbecue your top seller, and which are the most popular barbecue items? Yes, barbecue is the top seller. Yeah. Uh, the pulled pork sandwich, I would— Say by far is the most popular, but they're they're all popular, right? But we sell a lot of pulled pork, and, and when we started Hoots back ten years ago, there wasn't a lot of places in the state that did brisket. You're right, and we picked up the brisket 
by traveling in Texas a lot because that's all you could get in Texas. Yeah, and if you do brisket right, it can be tender and fabulous. Yeah, yeah. the brisket is amazing. Yeah, and your ribs are popular because once they're gone, they're gone, right? That's right. We cook ribs twice. A, we cook ribs and chickens twice a day. We cook them for our lunch service and our dinner. And when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. I mean, you can't do... <laughs> no. You, you can cook a burger fairly quickly. You can't yeah. smoke a rib. No, you cannot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's we, good, though. Yeah, and we have people, when they call and make their reservations to dine in, they will reserve their ribs. <laughs> yeah. They but, don't want to miss out. Make sure that... Especially yeah. when you're driving, you know... Sure. 45 minutes. From a different state. Yes. Right. Well, you you know, I, I really enjoy the fact that some restaurants, I'll have to say this, I won't name them. I look at the menu and I have to kind of settle on something. It's like, I'm not seeing anything that's really talking to me, but I'll go ahead and get that. Your menu, I want to get everything. And and that that's, that's a you know, something that helps you endure and remain popular. So we've covered a lot of the categories that are popular, but we haven't even mentioned, I'm going to take a deep breath here, because listen, folks, what else you can get at Hoots? You can get shrimp, catfish, grilled salmon, and I saw a review on Open Table that bragged about the grilled salmon. You can get a variety of entree-sized salads. You can get chicken fried steak, which is a southern classic, hamburger steak, a big old porterhouse pork chop, and you can even get a four-egg omelet featuring brisket. And you can get a smoked or fried bologna sandwich, a club sandwich, shrimp or oyster po' boys, and then, not to mention all those great-looking sides, plus the the different desserts we've talked about. So I'm guessing everything on your menu has some fans, or they wouldn't still be on your menu. Everything. I can't. Honestly, I could not take anything off. Or you'd be in trouble. Yes. Oh, I know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Do not take because you'll have people that's like that's the best club sandwich I've ever had, or man, I love chicken fried steak, and you know, like you say, you can't. Well, you would be surprised the people that order the omelet. Yeah. Oh, the omelet's really oh, good. Man, I like it. Sounds good with that with that pulled pork in there. Mm. Um, and like every self-respecting restaurant in Arkansas, you sell cheese dip, queso. And you even put it on fries, the fat girl fries, which I like, which is P-H-A-T, not F-A-T. Although if you eat enough P-H-A-T girl fries, you might end up being an F-A-T girl. But tell us about the cheese dip. Is it fairly standard or uh, is it something you all really— It's just a standard— White cheese dip, and we just kind of spice it up. Yeah. Oh, that's good, though, man. Yeah, but it's good on everything. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in two magazine articles I've read about you and, and about Hoots, one point, and you've made it a little bit today, too, uh, when you talked about how you were going to react after after your husband's death, that um, is that while the restaurant business requires a ton of hard work, you love what you do, and you really wouldn't have it any other way. Is that safe to say? That is correct. I mean, it's a true labor of love. I mean, and as you know, the restaurant business is not a job. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it is. You have to live and breathe it. Well, yeah, you're getting up early and making cakes, and then you're, you know, again, I get you obviously still have your hand on everything that happens at Hoots, but you have to be more the front of house for the last many years, and so people know you, and they want to see you, and and then again, you, like you said, you've got 48 people who are re- relying on the success of that business to keep their families fit. Right. And actually, I'm more in the kitchen than front of the house. Oh, are you? So I you, cook. Oh, you're in there actually yeah. cooking. I cook steaks. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Do you have uh, someone in particular who's your main front of the house person? Or well, is it- not really. We have a hostess, but if people want to see me, they normally will come to the kitchen or they'll send for me. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get out of the kitchen, well, but when I'm in the kitchen... I'm a control freak. I want to be. Yeah. I want to be cooking. Well, and if you feel like you make a steak as well as anybody can make a steak, then I want you cooking my steak <laughs> for sure. 
for sure. Well, listen, I appreciate your time, Susie. I'm glad you're uh, in town. Uh, there's a big Benny Keith uh, food show tomorrow and an event tonight, and I'm lucky to get a couple of out-of-towners that are... Uh, sometimes I have to talk to those folks on the phone, but I got Susie face-to-face, and I got a gentleman from Hot Springs that's going to be here in just a little bit. So we're excited that you're here. We appreciate it. You've got a great thing going. And uh, we also appreciate all of you, appreciate all of you out there um, in Hooping Spoonful land. Uh, we put up new episodes the first and third Tuesdays of every month. So go check out the ones you've missed and keep an eye out for the new ones. And goodbye and have a great day, everybody. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Heaping Spoonful. On behalf of all of us at Benny Keith Foods, Mid-South Division, please know how much we love connecting you with the legends of the culinary scene and their unique stories. I look forward to the next time we can offer you another Keeping Spoonful.